well, welcome back everybody to another episode of Founders Forge Raw. Today we are talking to Lisa Calder. Am I saying that right, Calder? Absolutely. All right. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on to the show and just uh, sharing what you're working on. Uh, and your business is Craving Space, right? Yes, my business is Craving Space. I want to thank you guys for having me. I'm happy happy to talk about my, my journey with you. So um, yeah. anything you want to know, throw it at me. Well, let's, let's start with the basics. <laughs> what is Craving Space? Well, let's see. How can we say this in a nutshell? <laughs> that's always the challenge. Yep. Yeah, that's always <laughs> the challenge. Well, I'll start by just saying, you know, part of my product is we live in such a crazy world. You know, everyone's just got, it's crazy, it's stressful, you know, it can be hard at times. And um, I'm an advocate for finding ways to make life easier. <laughs> Big advocate for that. And uh, utilizing my experience, my background is interior design. So okay, yeah. I design very high-end custom closets and storage options. And we all know that closets and storage is a must nowadays. It's just such a huge thing, you know. And um, I had so many people asking me, you know, what could they buy online? What could they design themselves? What, you know, that wasn't so expensive and so much work. And I thought, you know, I know how to do this for them. I know how to do this. <laughs> so I have custom engineered a product and it's a storage and closet product. And it absolutely um, suits what I'm an advocate for, which is making life easy. It's uh a very easy system. It's easy to install. It's mobile. It's modular. It's um, it's something I think the the storage and closet market has needed for a long time. Um, it's a very stale market. You know, everybody has this. You have to try to figure out your measurements in your space and then right, how to right, right. install it on a wall and that kind of thing. So I've managed to eliminate all those obstacles and develop a product that's that's really easy for people to put anywhere in their house in a in a pantry in a closet as a room divider in a garage an office desk um so it's very mo mobile and modular and um yeah so i've been engineering this awesome product to bring to everybody to make their lives easier <laughs> right on i mean so it, you're an interior designer when when you say like super high end custom closets, are we talking about the kind of closets that are like bigger than my house? Or... Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> That's what I was doing, and I finally thought, you know, there's there's all these people out here that can afford to do that, but what about all the people, even like myself, you know, right, the right. average the, the rest people, of us, normal you know. Really, I designed the product looking at myself, someone that I'm, I'm an organization freak. Um, and I find that storage and organization is, is such a huge part of life. You know, there's a whole mental health side of it as well, because right. it's, it's right. statistically proven that it creates 
a lot of stress and anxiety when you're unorganized. And I think part of the problem in this market is, is there isn't an easy product for people. So we have all this education around, you know, fold your clothes this way or put them in this drawer or whatever. But you know, where do you go to buy this product? You have to go and find someone and figure out how to install it. So I want to make life easy for people. And, 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 you know, my product is online and it's very easy to design online. You don't have to worry about measurements. You know, install is 30 minutes and you don't have to put on your construction clothes because there's no tools needed. It comes assembled pretty much. It's like Lego. There, let's call it Lego, the Lego closet and storage system. If I wasn't in <laughs> if you, before. I'm if in you now. can do Lego, you can put my closet together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about how you got from from point A to point B. Like, I, ha- I have this idea, I have this experience, I want to see this product come to life. How did how did you go from that to where you are now? With, you know, a website and a, presumably a team that's designing all of this and implementing and building all of this, like. Tell me about the journey. Yeah, I think that's a great word is journey. Um, this is my second startup. Okay. And, yeah. you know, startups are tough. They're, they're a lot of work. They're not for the faint of heart. But I think if you have a strong passion and you really believe in your product, absolutely you can do it. You know, why not you? Out of all the people that have done it is what I say. Why not right, me? Right, right. And um, you, you basically, you have to just start from square one and you may think, I don't know what to do, but you just have to start, start anywhere. For me, for example, it was a little bit different because this is my second startup. So I had a lot of uh, connections, but I took my idea and I, and I put my idea on paper and, and I basically went to people who knew me. I went to people who knew me as a person. I went to people that knew my story previous to this company and my history in business and said, you know, this is my product. This is going to work. This is going to happen. Do you want to be part of the team in terms of an investor? And that worked very well for me. So I think, you know, not everybody may need investors or want investors. That's where I started was to get some investors to get it off the ground. Uh, The biggest thing with that was I knew my industry and I knew my product very well. I I would say that was one of the biggest things. You've got to know your industry and you've got to know your product that you're going to sell. It's got to be really fine tuned. So you know, anyone starting out, I would say, sit down, make sure you're going into an industry, you know, and make sure you have fine tuned your product or whatever it is within this industry before you start approach approaching, whether it be investors or people to support you and bring on to your team. Um, you got to be really clear. That's a, that's a huge point. And that experience is, yeah, you're, you're right. You can't skip it. You can't just go into someone else's industry and, you know, try to solve for problems that you don't have an understanding of and either 
you need someone on that on the core team that understands that industry you yourself have to have that experience that's a huge point it's 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 really it's so huge i liken it to the fact that you know i'm in closets and storage i'm not going to open a bakery do you know what i mean or i'm not going to go into skincare you know i i mean i guess you certainly could but i don't advise it i believe in use what i did was i thought what can I do that's unique within my industry, within the industry I know? So I would advise anybody to look at their experience, look at their background, the industry they're in, and and really think outside the box to find a niche within it. Exactly. So speaking of team, how, how big is your team? Do you, do you have a team? <laughs> I do. I do. I have an amazing team, and it has taken a while to build, and I built it literally one person at a time. Um, Like I said, I got my investors on board um, and then I had to get a board of directors and I had to, you know, really set up this company. What I would advise people is reach out to people, you know, people that have business experience, people that have been successful and don't be shy. People want to help you. That's the biggest thing I've seen. You know, I think, Oh, this person's so busy or they're so successful. You know, no, people want to help you. They, they appreciate young aspiring entrepreneurs. They really do. And they have respect for them. And I find start with one person and that will lead you to many more. That is what has happened with me. I started with um, actually somebody I connected with, which was my attorney, who has now become a very good friend. And he connected me with literally three or four other people that actually became investors and then became board members. So, so it, cool. yeah, it's, it's, if you find that right person, they're already in the kind of circles of people you want on your team. So that one person will be happy to connect you with others. And your te- you'll see your team just slowly develop over time. And before you know it, you have a team because you need a team. You need a team. Yeah, that's also a huge point. That's being a solo founder is necessary for a time sometimes, but it is so hard. It is it's, so, it's, so difficult. It, it is really difficult. And I got to tell you, even with a team, many times you feel alone. Many yes. times you feel alone and you're frustrated. And I think the team helps with bringing you know, different kinds of experiences to the table, different backgrounds each person offers. But it also you know, it helps on an emotional level. I can't tell you how much my board and my team supports me emotionally. They constantly are telling me, you work so hard. We get these trials and tribulations. We understand how much you're going through and how strong you are and how hard you're fighting. And that's huge. That's huge. Every startup entrepreneur needs that. They need a team that believes in them and is going to be there emotionally and mentally for them. Right on, right on. I uh, so let's talk about the the product from uh, <laughs> from a product perspective. I <laughs> uh, so design design and engineering are much much harder than they seem. And so tell me a little bit about how you went through like your prototyping phase and how you started to figure out manufacturing and how you refined it, that, that whole journey. 
Yeah, well, that's that's a that's a really good question, <laughs> and I hope people can learn from me. Um, with my past company, we were manufacturing in house, so we had okay, yeah. um, we had a facility, and it was very easy because I could just go into my shop and tell my guys what I wanted, and they would build it for me. Um, I did not have experience dealing with an engineer or product designer. So designing, bringing my life to vision. Right. And so I learned, I have learned a lot. It's been two years and I have learned a lot. And anytime you are going to encounter as an entrepreneur, going into areas you haven't been before and areas you're unfamiliar with, and it's going to happen. And all you can do is dive in and start somewhere. It's all you can do. If you don't have anyone to advise you, you got to just dive in. And that's what I had to do because unfortunately, it was very difficult to find anybody that knew about engineering a product. It's, it's not a common practice. So I had to start with what I thought would be somebody that could design my product. And I found out very quickly after spending money, they could not. (laughs) So um, I've been through three engineers, I will be honest, and product designers. Um, Time wasted, money wasted. It's part of the journey, though. It is part of the journey. Um, this, This happens with every startup. You're going to spend money that you wish you hadn't. You're going to make decisions you wish you hadn't. But you can't be hard on yourself. Because if if you don't know and no one else knows, all you can do is try, right? And and by trying, you learn. So I don't consider necessarily the past engineers a waste. I consider myself learning to get to the guy I have now who right. is working well. He's working well. So um, – Design. I I will say this, and if there is any engineers or product designers listening, please take this with a grain of salt. But <laughs> it is widely known from me talking to people that have developed products. It is very very difficult to find an engineer and a product designer um, for a variety of reasons. They think differently. Perhaps that's why they can do what they can do. Um, they're not business people. They're not great communicators and not great listeners. So those are a lot of things that you have to overcome when working with them. So those were the problems I faced in the past, learned learned quickly and financially a lesson learned what, what is not working. And that's what's led me to, to who I have now. And I'm happy to talk to anyone that wants further information on product development and design because I myself have a lot of connections and know a lot of people. And there wasn't anyone that could guide me in this area. So I had no choice but to learn the hard way. Um, and so if I can save anybody any grief out there, <laughs> please feel free to reach out to me. <laughs> 100%. Uh, and to your point about engineering and business often being kind of at odds with each other, I mean, that's been our experience in the software consulting space, too. That's why we have Beyond Offering is because we understand both worlds. 
And so that that is unfortunately very common is you either get business people that don't understand engineering or engineers that don't understand business and it's like they're speaking two different languages and so bridging that gap is, is really really critical so that's that makes a ton of sense and thank you for sharing your experience with all of that yeah uh, very very well said it's i think you just nailed it it's it's finding somebody and bridging that gap and they are they are far and few between but i don't discourage anybody because they're out there they're out there uh so tell me tell me a bit more about more about what's next for you guys like how can you share any metrics about the business and like where you're at and growth wise and like what's what's on the horizon here Absolutely. I mean, we've come a long way and we worked really, really hard, my team and I. And um, so we did, we have, we did our first round of funding and uh, we've come a long way on that money. I think it's, it's, it's very important um, for startups and entrepreneurs to remember to spend their money as wisely as they can. Again, like I said, you're going to make mistakes. You can't control that. You can't dwell on it. You got to let it go and say, that's money gone. I learned from it. Let's move on. But in areas where you can control, spend money wisely. You hear of these companies that, you know, they get money and they start up and they get this big fancy office and they put all this money into, you know, so many other things. No, don't. You don't need all that. You know, you need a computer and a space to work and a team. And that's it. And, and um, so our, we've, I have managed to stretch our money a long ways. We, but we are still two years in, and we are still at our launch point now. Um, we've just reached our launch point. So it's, it's been a long, a long grind, but we've gotten there, you know. So we're currently doing our second raise. And the reason we need a second raise is to get to manufacturing. And there's, there's so many things I've learned when you're developing a product that go along with it, you know, things that you just don't know when you start. So we've, we've come very far. We have our prototype. We have our product. We actually are a little bit with the cart before the horse. We have people that want to buy our product. We have multifamily developers interested. You know, we have all these people, but, and this is going to happen to people. We're at a little bit of a standstill because we need our second round of funding to get into manufacturing so that we can service these people that want to place orders. So it's a finagle right now. Right, right. So you're, you're in that process of, uh, are you in the design for manufacturer process still, or is that all ready to go? And it's just a matter of, no, we're good there. Yeah. Gotcha. We're good there. We, like I said, we're kind of cart before the horse. We have everything done. We've got marketing. We've got, that's a great problem to have. Like, uh, it it is, you know what? They say there's good problems and bad problems. It's good, but it's still a problem. And I think people have to remember that. Right. I think sometimes we entrepreneurs can get excited and carried away and, and they move too fast. We're being very careful. I don't want to move too fast. I want to do this right. So if it takes, you know, getting the funding in so we can manufacture properly, that's what we have to do. And am I impatient? Absolutely. You know, is is it still a lot of hard work? Absolutely. But I know we'll get there. You know, you just have to keep believing in your product. I've got a great team. I've got a great product. I've got a great company. We're going to get there. 
Right on, right on. Uh, as we're, we're wrapping up here, does anybody in the audience have any questions uh, for Lisa? Otherwise, I got a couple more and we can, we can close out here. While they're, while they're thinking, I, I, I love to ask, like, if you could go back in time and, and tell, tell yourself one thing, one piece of wisdom uh, before you started this process, what, what would it be? What would be your one, your one sentence that you get to tell uh, Lisa at the beginning of the Craving Space journey? I think what it would be would be really clear on the process of designing and manufacturing a physical product. Be really clear on the process, what it entails, and do you have the bandwidth to do it? Right on. Right on. Uh, anybody else got any questions? Otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll start uh, wrapping up. I just had one. I was just kind of curious what, um, what's the, is, well, maybe this is a question. Is there like a, a end goal or a future ideal place, like the, the peak of where craving, you see craving space being, or is That's that great. continue yeah. to, to find out as, as you just continue to build it? That's a that's actually a great question, a great question, and and something definitely entrepreneurs want to think about. Um, uh, sorry, I didn't mention that. <laughs> so great. No, no, yes, definitely, we have thought about that because you do want to think about that. Where do you want to go in the future? Do you have an exit plan? And and for us, we've decided that within five years we'll sell. So we have we have an exit strategy and uh, a number that we believe we will be valued at at that time, three to five years. And, and that's our strategy. Um, we'll take it to, to a very established place, but there are much larger companies that can take it beyond, you know? And, and so I think that's, that's the strategy that we have. Does that answer your question or? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And kind of an extension of that is, do you foresee yourself, you said this is already your second startup, your second business, do you foresee yourself after that moving on to the next one? Or is it like, is it just, we'll see how that goes, right? <laughs> That's a great question <laughs> that I right. have thought about right. so many times after all of this work and stress. I think what I'll do is, um, again, a big, a big, I, I, I'm a big supporter of mental health and mental wellness. And I think I've decided that once, uh, once we sell and I move forward, I'm going to move further into that sector and supporting mental health and men mental wellness in any way that I can. Um, I am aware of somebody that has a board, which I am on and is starting a, a health center. So I think I might uh, switch up and uh, go into that sector. That That's great. Really, really That's great. Cool. But I definitely have, I definitely have an after plan and cause I got to keep doing something. I'll go crazy, but I think something a little less stressful. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Take that, take that impetus on mental health and apply it to yourself too. It's a, exactly. it a healthy thing. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. It. Perfect. Well, awesome. Hey, Lisa, it's been fantastic to have you on today and just to share what you've been working on, how you got there and the challenges you've overcome along the way. I very much appreciate it. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I've been really happy to share my story. And if it's helped anybody or encouraged anybody, that makes me feel great. I'm sure it has. I I enjoyed it. (laughs) Uh, And as always, thanks to the audience. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Come find us here on Twitter and anywhere else. And we will be back with another episode in the near future. All right. Great. That's a wrap, folks. Thanks so much, much, guys.